2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the Men's Room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app.
2: Unfortunately, what you're about to hear is real. The members of this radio program are simply not that bright. Or what some people would call educated. They are merely stupid. They're not trying to offend anyone on purpose. And all have played doctors on TV. You have been warned and are cordially invited to join the party. This is the men's room. Forget
4: it, man, and get with the countdown. Get, 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 get. get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast off for kick-sville. <laughs> The Trippers, the Grasshoppers, the hipsters all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a kite.
2: This is the Men's Room with Miles and Thrill. You know what they say, shake your radio more than three times, and you're playing with it. You're listening to the Men's Room.
4: And <laughs> away we go. Welcome to season 18, episode number 4,000 and 19, along with Steve the Thrill Hill, <laughs> the Ted Smith, Woo! and my card, the, the and you are the men's room. On tap today, the lovely Terran Daly joins us once again. We will sit and spin up. And today, we get into the holiday spirit, sort of, with the 10 worst Christmas songs of all times. We will play Profile This. Plus, headlines, events from Shot of the Day, fondable listener emails, and everyone's favorite. TV time with Tim. Click, clack. Drink it and drive. All right, here we go. Florida man passes away in the most Florida way it could ever be done. Meanwhile, a Florida man not happy with the Christmas parade, so he whips out a gun. Another Florida man sexually molests a manatee mannequin in front of a restaurant staff. (laughs) Another Florida man who had nine cars should have had someone drive on his behalf. And a missing $800,000 ring is found in a vacuum cleaner bag. That is all coming on today's very special episode of The Men's Room. And now, here's
2: the question.
4: Hola, bitches. Good day to you
5: and yours. All right. Getting sick or getting injured, these are things that most of us try to avoid. It's why we don't, you know, drink toilet water or lick the bottom of our own shoes or jam forks into our eyes. But not everyone possesses the same level of self-preservation. Last week, we shared the story of a woman who ended up getting shot in the ass after sneaking a gun into an MRI machine. And keep in mind, she'd been asked by doctors if she had anything metallic on her, but she lied and ended up getting shot. She's what one might call a dumbass meanwhile in australia a teen ended up in the hospital when he inadvertently put a blue ringed octopus in his pocket if you don't know the blue ringed octopus one of the most venomous creatures on this planet and this particular one was hiding in a seashell that the teen was trying to collect for his niece anyway it popped out stung him on the leg the rest is history he ended up being okay and last month a helicopter pilot in iowa he was knocked unconscious briefly when a duck crashed through the windshield of his chopper. Now, he managed to escape serious injury. Uh, the pilot, that is. The bird, not so much. But let's face it, there's a million ways to get hurt or get sick. I mean, some of the headlines from just the past week. 120 kids with lead poisoning after consuming applesauce pouches. Eight dead in salmonella outbreak linked to cantaloupe. Sex toys can cause diabetes. And then just today, we got the story of a guy who tore a small hole in his windpipe while trying to hold him to sneeze when he was driving. Look, like I said, you don't try to get injured. You don't try to get sick. But it's going to happen to you anyway. Or it's going to happen to someone you know. And that's what today's question is fill in the blank style. I once knew someone who injured themselves doing blank.
4: To be a part of the big show, call 206-803-ROCK. You can like the Men's Room on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Men's Room Live, and send your emails to the room at kisw.com. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Men's room with miles and thrill. 99.9 KISW. Oh, but y'all, it's way we go. Welcome to season 18, episode number 4,019, but a large and in charge program we have for you today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. future repeats. Very last sing spin of the year. Well, no, you know what? There's a chance we might do one more on Friday. That is a lie, right? It's a possibility, that's right. Uh, from what I understand, uh, of course, uh, Friday will be our uh, end-of-year spectacular. And if you are aware, if you have the Odyssey app, you know that we have a men's room radio channel on there. They let us make our own radio station, essentially. Mm-hmm. We all picked out our own tunes, and there's a bunch of them on there. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike, you got the data on the most liked songs. From the men's room radio channel, I did indeed. So on the end of your spectacular on Friday, I guess you're going to break it down to see which which member of the of the show. Picked, I guess, the most popular song. Something to that Please use the audience the most, yeah. All right, okay, fair enough. So we'll do that for you on Friday. So it's not the last season. And the only person who knows would be Mike. None of
5: us have seen. We said don't tell us. No, Just surprise us Friday. We'll figure it out.
4: But today, as we get set for the holiday season, the lovely Terry and Daly will join us. We're going to sit and spend today with the 10 worst Christmas songs of all time. You know
5: my thoughts on Christmas music. Pick any 10. You're right.
4: Uh, These are not (laughs) songs that you traditionally know from what we understand. Okay, so So, they're not your Silent Nights or Jingle Bells or all that kind of thing. Correct. Or Mariah Carey's. There's people out there who hate a lot of Christmas songs. Wonderful Christmas Time from Paul McCartney is a great example. That's that's terrible. It's it's a very polarizing song. Either you like that song or you do not. You don't. But it's not, the list is not comprised of songs that are that popular. Okay. Because there's a lot of Christmas songs. I hate Wham's Last Christmas. Everybody hates Wham's Last last Christmas. I gave you mine. I'm
3: just not going to say it, but you know I do. You like that song? I do. The only Christmas songs I really don't like is the Christmas Shoes song because it's terribly sad. And yeah, you then, played
5: that for us once, and I'm like, Jesus, Ted, you're not kidding.
3: There was a lot of years I couldn't stand Mariah Carey's song just because you hear it all the time. But now I've come kind of back around.
4: Okay, mm-hmm. all right, we're gonna get in the holiday spirit today with the ten worst Christmas songs of all time. As we will uh, sit and spin. And speaking of the Odyssey, Apple's see uh, you for more Men's Room as we do every Monday through Friday. Join us on the Men's Room Happy Hour, episode number five hundred and twelve. What a horrible weekend of picks we had. Man, oh man, this was the worst week so far of the season. (laughs) A couple of my mind upsets last night as well on uh, on Monday Night Football. We're getting down to the nitty gritty here. So, uh, we're going to only have uh, a couple more opportunities to make picks before uh, the end of the year. Ah, yes, correct, correct. So, uh, it's, it's coming down. And we're all very tight as far as our winning percentages and how we're doing in the wins and the losses. Because we think we know football, and like Ted keeps saying, this season is not that. No, no.
5: It's, it's insanity. So, so
4: picking mm-hmm. wrong is real easy.
5: Even
3: yeah. last night, I was just like, what in the got F? both
4: of them wrong. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have the Odyssey app, downloaded it now. It's absolutely free. Search for the Men's Room Appy, our channel. That's when we go live at 6. Otherwise, it's basically a 24-hour men's room channel. You can listen to uh, the show anytime. If you want to catch up on previous episodes, all the old podcasts are there. Uh, Your holiday season, you want to kick back and listen to the men's room. All the podcasts, the podcast, mega podcast, greatest story, never told podcast, the weekly best stuff podcast, all kinds of cool stuff for you in one place. Just search for the men's room on the Odyssey app. And today we're going to talk about injuries. Now, uh, we all know, obviously, no one intends to injure themselves. Generally uh, not. You know, that that's, that's not how you start your day. You don't start your day thinking, I think I'm going to be in a car crash today, or boy, I hope I don't end up in the ER. Sure. Or any a broken bone. Any of these things can basically happen on any given day. That's not what you wake up and intend to happen. Now, sometimes, depending on your job, depending on the activities that you are involved in, hey, look, man, you you twist your knee on the ski slope, makes sense. Bad stuff will happen. And you understand that that risk is there, so you, it's not so right, bad. You, right? knew, you knew you were going skiing, you know, but uh, if you, uh, crash into a pole uh that's on you, you know? right so uh, th- there's differences in the way that we can injure ourselves. and today we're going to talk about uh, some of the more not necessarily embarrassing but just unique ways that people have non-traditional done some... correct think that's probably correct. the best way correct. to put correct. it <laughs> and we'll start with this guy in his 30s and we've all heard uh the cryptic warnings over the years about what will happen if you try to suppress a sneeze now what I do were this... the
5: things that you heard as far as
4: i just heard you're not supposed to do it i've heard you're not supposed to do I mean, it but they had you, things like you, like you blow your, your ear. eyes you All right, blow I hurt your ear ears, hernia. get right hernia. Crack, cracked rib on 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 a sneeze that has
5: happened to a few people i know that one but uh, but see, it wasn't like try to avoid sneezing it was
4: at the moment that you're going to sneeze Did you hold don't try to stop it. exactly uh I, in one case uh, study shows uh those warnings may not be unwarranted In what it says is the first case of its kind, live science reports on a man in his 30s who ended up tearing a small hole in his windpipe or trachea while trying to hold a sneeze back while he was driving. The unlucky man suffered a bout of hay fever while behind the wheel, Ah. and he was holding back the sneezes by pinching his nose and closing his mouth. Okay, I've heard, definitely don't do that. While driving. The man went to the ER after experiencing severe neck pain Following the suppressed sneezing, with his neck swollen on both sides and hard to move, though he was able to breathe, swallow, and talk. So they did x-rays, CT scans, other tests revealed a variety of issues, including air in the space between his lungs, as well as a surgical uh, emphysema, which is when air or gas enters the deepest layer of the skin. He also had an inch-long tear in his windpipe. hmm. Scientists behind the report note that the trachea became perforated due to a rapid buildup of pressure. And as a result of the man clamping his nose and mouth shut when he sneezed, this was all triggered. He blew out a hole.
5: They said that it was a small hole in his trachea.
4: To me, an inch in your windpipe seemed Mm kind of significant. Researchers point out that during a sneeze, the pressure inside one's upper airwaves can jump 20 times higher than it normally would be. Surgery was not needed in this man's case. After being monitored at the hospital for a couple days, he was discharged and went home to uh, finish his recuperation. Then a CAT scan about five weeks later showed the windpipe tear had healed completely on on its own. So, even though this case is the first of its kind, others have suffered sneezing injuries before. Per the National Post, a man in the UK in 2018 saw the back of his throat rupture as he tried to hold a sneeze back. So, what happened to you? Why aren't you working today? I tried to hold a sneeze. And, and and if you're the boss, you don't
5: necessarily believe that. Come on, Bill. For real, uh-huh. like, dude. Seriously, I ruptured the back of my throat. Uh, somebody here, as far as warnings they got about trying to hold back a sneeze, and I do recall this one. Uh, you might
4: crap your pants. Okay, it's all right. Well, look, you're not injured. That that okay. I I look. If that's the worst thing that can happen, obviously not the best thing that can happen. But <laughs> it's not the best. You can but... do that without a sneeze. Yeah, that's very true. So as long as nothing is, uh, I almost did it on the elevator earlier. Is injured. You know, you, you you're okay. Well, yeah. Almost. Uh,
5: well, I told you. Yeah, probably. I was letting out a little bit of a fart, and then like all at once, like, this is no longer a fart. And, and you know, God bless the human brain, because somehow, involuntarily, it snaps your backside shut before you really register what's happening. So it's
4: kind of like, if I could high-five
5: my brain in that moment, hey, mm-hmm. good
4: looking out, bro. Yep. This one was our shot of the day from last week. Uh, it might seem obvious to most uh, that one probably should not bring a firearm into a large machine with a powerful magnetic field. One woman learned the lesson the hard way. Uh the first report of this adverse event was cited by the Food and Drug Administration where a 57-year-old female patient needed an MRI. She was shot in the butt after sneaking her gun into the machine. The FDA report notes that before getting her scan, the woman had undergone a standard screening. <laughs> I know we talked about it, but I'm just like I did just you're inside of a machine.
5: Right. This story mm-hmm. does not get any better for me as many times as I've seen it. I just cannot believe you're that stupid. Well, they did screen her. Yes, because uh, they yeah. asked you. But the, the problem is, and, and this is going to change things. Now you're probably going to have to go through like a freaking metal detector before you can get in there. Because they yeah. ask you, do you have these things? And they explain Correct. why it's very important Correct. that you don't put metal in
4: that machine. And she answered in the negative to all the screening questions. Mm-hmm. So that was a screening process, including whether she had a weapon on her. That was one of the questions, too. What came next is not necessarily surprising. Once the woman entered the MRI machine and it was turned on, the handgun was attracted to the magnet and fired to sink ground. The bullet went right in the woman's right ass. Cheek. Right ass. Right she has ass. two asses. Has her left Though the FDA <laughs> report says her entry and exit wounds were very small and superficial, she shot herself through the cheek. Yeah. Which lets me know that she has pretty decent butt. That's pretty big ass. Because I got a flat ass, man. I wouldn't have it. That'd hit you right in the spine. Yeah, I just it, it it'd go right through me. Uh So the uh, it's like Cardi B versus Taylor Swift. Yeah, which one of you is going to be safer getting shot in the ass? Yeah, basically, kind of. She healed on her own in a weird <laughs> way as the bullet kind of cauterized both ends. Yeah, so it, to speak. So she was, she was okay. I think she got a little swab of alcohol. Uh, it uh, is not clear whether the patient had a permit for her firearm. Details. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, it, some okay. other incidents like she's protected as far as even her name coming out. When Whatever it's they, still HIPAA. Whenever they you report know. all this stuff, yeah. Uh, But uh, there have been other incidents in which people have been seriously injured or even killed near an MRI machine. Thanks to nearby wheelchairs flying through the air. Seriously? Oxygen tanks, the way uh, tens of of almost, you know, 50, 60 pounds flying through the air and going toward the machine and hitting the technician. I will make a mental note the next time I need
5: to get an MRI. Just make sure there are no wheelchairs or oxygen machines in the room.
4: Not nearly as bad, who is the case of the man... They went into an MRI with a metal butt plug and had it ripped out when the machine turned on. That Oof. turned out
5: to be false. Oh, all right, it turned all right. Out, I Man, I saw that same story, and I checked as many different sources as I possibly The idea was mm-hmm. they had the butt plug in, all right, but it's a silicone butt plug. But unbeknownst to this patient, the, the full interior, the core of it was like iron or metal, whatever it is. So as the story went... They went to the MRI with this butt plug in because, again, you're answering on oh, silicon. i are fine. Uh, the metal in the butt plug was attracted and like tore out through like some different part of their body. Correct. And I yeah. thought that and uh, it sounds bad. I was hoping so desperately that story was true. But it's not. All right.
4: Man in Brazil died earlier this year after not (laughs) mentioning he had a gun on him while helping his mother.
5: at An MRI appointment. Yeah. He was just helping her in the machine. He was not getting in the machine, but they turned it on. Yeah. And I I hate that that story, the butt plug one, is not true. I actually had a stack of stories on my desk that were not true that we wish were. You remember, Ted? I think the original one was 40 dwarves were fighting a lion. Right? That, That was the idea. And I'm like, man, I hope this is true. Not true. Then there's this butt plug one. I'm like, God, I hope this is true not true yeah, a there's, a cu- there's some of them that are just epic they are that lion one went around for a while and i was like ah because we were like we would watch that then we found out it was fake we're like oh boo
4: so our question i once knew someone who injured themselves doing blank 206 803 rock hello jesse welcome to the men's room
6: hey hola. hola hola all right i got two of them for you so the first one my buddy's dad went to go reach for some eye drops and put one in his eye and thought it felt pretty funny yeah it was super glue
5: oh, oh man. what did he have to go to the hospital to get this undone or what
6: yeah oh yeah they they had to uh, flush it and I'm sure you know treat him in some way
4: it's not it can't be any good that's for sure man, No, I hear this more than we should have heard the drops- there's a very definitive difference in the cap. On, Is there? On Visine, yeah. yes, compared to, like, Gorilla Glue or Crazy Glue or any of yeah. that stuff. Yep. It's more pointy. Okay. Well, uh, I
5: did know a woman whose daughter, I guess her daughter was, like, five or something, basically the same thing, but instead of her eyes, she thought it was a nasal spray. So this girl glued her nostrils shut, had to take her to the hospital to ungo,
4: so she could breathe other than using her mouth. Do you Do you know what the process was to uh, free his eye open? <laughs>
6: uh, no, I, I don't. This was a long time ago, but... Um, yeah. Uh, again, I would assume that he just went to the hospital and they put another type of solution in it to kind of just uh, break it up and maybe free
4: it. But you think that I would be caustic if... to the eye? Is what I mean? I, yeah, I I super it's glue. Good. right? It's super glue. So you're really going to need something strong yeah, right. to, to cut through that. What was your What was your second injury?
6: Um, so this was back in the day. My parents were young. I don't even think I was born, but they were at the park and getting all lovey dovey, and my. Dad grabbed my mom by the waist and scooted her in close to him, and uh, yeah, she got about a six-inch sliver in her ass cheek. Oh, wooden park bench.
4: Oh man, I guess that killed yeah. the moment. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that big of a piece of uh, that big of a splinter.
6: So she went to the hospital. They pulled it out, and she still has it to this day, probably forty years later.
4: Where does she keep
5: it? Is it like in a jar, a picture yeah, frame, it's
6: or in a? It's a plastic bag. The pla-
5: so, did they bring the story up to you? Or did you finally ask your parents one day, like, "What's with the piece of wood?"
6: Yeah, I uh, I saw a picture. So we were going through pictures, and I said, "What the hell was that?" You know, and and uh, she had told me the story. I think she had the picture of them like sitting on a bench or something. That you know what happened on. <laughs> Pretty
4: funny. Damn. Yeah. The sad though. part about the story is you have to listen to your story from your parents about them having sex. Well, they were about to. Well, it depends. The are, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, fight through it, Mama. We're doing this. Yeah, I guess it would be better not to start the process than it would be to have to stop halfway through. Agreed. I'd rather it happen yeah, I, or, yeah, before yeah, we like, get I don't to I want to be on the way uh, to the
5: party and then have to turn around. I have gotten a Charlie horse having sex once, man. And it sucked.
7: Because,
5: oh. you know, I'm behind. We're doing our thing. The sex is great. And then you get that horrible cramp. And, like, it has to come to an end. You can't fight through it. It just sucks. Right. And then I'm landing on the bed getting laughed at. I'm gripping my thigh, rolling around. Ah. And then you wait, you know, 90 seconds later, it goes away. But she's not in the mood now because she's laughing. I'm not in the mood because I've been humiliated. you
4: just, it sucks. I've never had one of those, but I've had one where my feet and my toes curled. While in. you're having such... So- oh. And it felt like, like my whole foot just was starting to like, crumble in on itself. Yeah, those foot cramps are terrible. I was like you-, oh. <laughs> you have to reach down and grab <laughs> your toes and you pull them as hard as you can. Like, what in the hell's going on? Damn. I to someone who injured themselves doing blank 206803 rock. 99.9 KISW. The shenanigans continue. This is the men's room with Miles and Thrill. Teenager says a mistake nearly cost him his life at a popular Australian swimming spot, prompting a dire warning from officials to practice caution at the beach. Perth man Jacob Eddington, 18, swimming at the Shoalwater Beach Monday looking for shells to show his niece. When he accidentally pocketed. A blue ringed octopus. He might not have. Kn- he might not have known it was in the shell. Was- he did
5: not know uh, the way the story played. He didn't know it was in the shell that had curled up in there. Okay. Yeah.
4: Uh, by the way, that is one of the most venomous creatures known to man. The blue ringed octopus. The sea critter, no bigger than the palm of a hand, had been inside of a shell when Jacob picked it up. After placing the shell in his pocket, things could have been much worse because if he hadn't spotted a mere moments later, the animal would have ended up in his hands of his toddler, uh, her niece, his niece. Uh, Unlucky, uh, the uh, teen's older brother recounted the scary moment as a group collected shells. It's probably one of the more dramatic thoughts to think what could have happened. Uh, So in the same way, he did get bitten, but he also probably saved one of his nieces or nephews' lives. For sure, man. Soon after, Jacob noticed the small, painless bite on his leg, and after emergency services were called, he was quickly taken from the beach on a stretcher to a nearby hospital. Isn't it
5: worse that it's
4: painless? Right? Because in other words, you don't know mm -hmm. that this thing's bitten you necessarily, but it's one of the most venomous things on earth. Yeah. With no antidote available, treatment took a total of six hours to stabilize the 18-year-old, saving his life from one of the world's most deadly toxins. Had Jacob not noticed the bite, he could have been dead within a half an hour. Jesus uh, marine scientists said blue-ringed octopuses are so common at perth beaches she doesn't even enter the water without a pair of reef shoes on there uh they're very good at hiding so we wouldn't normally see them that often but they are there our question i once knew someone who injured themselves doing blank 206 803 rock so honest to god we take a trip to perth
5: the Mindrum trip to perth australia we go to the beach are you getting in the water no. I'm just not. No. I mean, you hear about no, the great white saltwater. Nowhere, crud, nowhere near Australia. And now the blue ring octopus, like you can't even see that one, right? I mean, that's the whole thing about them. They're small, highly venomous, and as this story says, you don't know that it's done anything to you.
4: It seems like most of the shark attacks in Australia happen on the eastern uh, side, of Sydney the side, side of the right? continent. And, and Perth is all the way to the most western. Right, There's nothing out there besides Perth, but
3: I can't say I wouldn't get in. All right, man. I'm it's a body you. of water. I know. What if the hotel just has a pool? <laughs> well, getting that, but I don't know, man. If I'm in Australia, I hear I'm you. in Perth. Like I might not go swimming, swimming, but I gotta get, I gotta get in that water. I'll bring some aqua socks like this. Lady.
4: <laughs> Did you guys see the video that was out today of the uh, guy who was out snorkeling? All right. He was an Italian guy, and he was on holiday. And he was filming his entire snorkeling or whatever be. I didn't see the video, but I know where you're going, yeah. Well, he uh, got bit by a shark in the leg. Had to have his leg amputated. Oh! But he filmed himself swimming into shore... While he's bleeding, bleeding all through the water. and they, they, they All the way up to the beach. All the way he up to the beach. He had a nearby. selfie. So the shark yeah. bites them, and yeah. he's like, keep rolling. Right, exactly. But that. he's doing it himself. It's not like his buddy it it. is taking this. Is his leg's hanging off by a thread. And they saved his life. They put a, turnim, a tourniquet on him and they got him to the hospital. Amputated his leg. He is alive. But he filmed the entire damn thing. He like, thought he was going to die. Yeah. Is that why it. he did it? Yeah. Wow. He's, he's just like, gonna... here are my last moments. Right, so, right. he thinks he's going to die. So he's like, I might as well film it. Okay, so was he saying like his
5: his goodbyes and stuff? As far as
3: I mean, I I didn't watch. I just the the headline I saw was like he filmed it so he
4: could say goodbyes, but he actually lived. Oh wow! Uh, But you can't understand a thing he's saying because he's speaking Italian. Unless you speak fluent Italian, you don't. That's got to be a hard watch, you know, for his family. Like I know a couple of cuss words, but you can't say even those on the radio. But But also, they translate.
5: Yeah, hope that he didn't confess to something that no one knew yet. And I bury the body in the backyard. Like, hey, dude, you're going to live. I uh, hey, scratch the video, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, people get... clean under deathbed, so you say all this stuff, and it's like, we saved your life. I get the father that confessed to, like, a bank robbery to his daughter that was dying. But bank robbery's
3: kind of But in cool. that case, now, I'm just filming me trying to swim back to shore and be like, tell these people I love them.
5: Right. But just yeah. these people.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like almost famous. I'm gay. I know. <laughs> That's in a plane stabilizer. Oh, I'm going to live. <laughs> I want to someone who injured themselves <laughs> doing blind 206 803 rock. Hello, Shiloh. Welcome to the men's room.
1: Hello. Hola. Hey, I remember meeting you guys at Munkle Shoot.
4: Oh, wonderful. Wow. Thank you for stopping by on the men's room world tour. We appreciate that. That was stop number one. That was.
1: was. That was. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so my story is a doozy. I was like eight at the time, and I was playing in a backyard that had a retaining wall. Me and another little girl were on top of the retaining wall. I saw a spider, freaked out, fell, and my back grinded against the retaining wall.
5: How bad was the damage to your back? Did you have to go to the hospital, or is it just one of those things that stings, hurts, and you cry?
1: Uh, It was pretty bloody, but here's the kicker. Neither of my parents took me to the hospital. I just had to lay down on my stomach in the back of the car all the way home.
4: Yeah, if it's a flesh wound, I would wait to. Yeah, I mean, look. I'm sorry, man. Unless you're showing visible signs of your back being broken or you're having some kind of... If I push in, if you're in pain... If it's a flesh wound, man, I yeah. got to be honest with you. As, As a, parent, a parent, I'm not like, taking your ass in either. It just it's like, <laughs> Don't climb on that wall anymore. Yeah. Did you learn
5: anything? Yeah. That's typically how those things work to yeah. my parents.
4: Black eye, anything that doesn't look like it needs stitches, man. We're, we're going home and we're going to sleep it off for the night. And we'll reevaluate in the morning.
5: How's that? I'm sure your mom will put something on your back yeah. for you. I well, that's generally well, how I'm not goes. trying
4: to say that I'm a terrible parent, but that would be the road I'd go down. I think most parents are there.
5: Like, if you're damaged or injured, yes, we will go to the hospital. It's like, I know you're in a lot of pain right now. You'll be all right. But we do the same
4: thing with ourselves. Yeah. We absolutely do it with ourselves. Yeah, yeah, but the, the problem with it, you know what what your situation is. You might not understand medically what's going on with you, but, but you know you have a pretty it, decent idea. I but think I
5: broke my finger. You want to go to the uh, hospital? Nah, the the dude. The problem I'm, with I don't kids,
4: man, they, they cry wolf so much to get your attention when they're younger. And you just expect when they fall down and get a boo-boo or scrape themselves or whatever that they're going to – it's going to be very traumatic. So, you know, as a parent, you get very – you get desensitized to the antics, not knowing, is this for real, mm-hmm. or is this another one of those But also,
5: the kid's episodes. natural response to any kind of pain is to cry, right? And they do the same things we do. So stub their toe, they're going to cry. And I'm like, my son, he uh, he got hit in the nads a couple of days ago, right? And he's just, you know, he's in the pain that every guy's going to be in. And I said, look, I don't know if this is good news or bad news for you. No one can help you, and it doesn't feel any better or hurt any less as an adult. That, like, what you're going through now, it's going to happen uh-huh. again in your life. And, like, you can be 40 years old, you're going to have the same reaction. But instead of getting tears in your eyes, you'll know that you're officially an adult when you cuss in place of crime. Indeed. Right? You stub your toe now, you're in tears. I get it. You hit about 15, you stub your toe, you're going to scream an F-bomb. And I'm like, he's fine. Like, anything you're just yep. going to cuss about, like, that's not a hospital visit, man. Sorry.
4: I once uh, knew someone who injured themselves doing blind two hundred six eight hundred three. I was once goofing around with my sisters. We were just running outside up up and down a sidewalk. At one point,
3: and I remember I was I was running down there, and somebody came out of a building or around a corner or something like that. But I smacked into them, and I fell backwards, and I ricocheted my head off of the off of the concrete, and I had a big old fat goose egg on the back of my head for quite a while after How's that. How's one of us? No.
5: Yeah. No, I mean, look. (laughs) The first time I saw a kid go to the hospital, and this was not my fault, but I'm heavily involved. And I've told this before, but I'm like five or six, maybe, or a mutual friend's house. It was like July 4th or something. There's a bunch of families that are a bunch of kids. These people lived uh, at the bottom of a hill. They broke out the bike, the one speed bike. And this girl says, they asked her, Do you know how to ride a bike? She says, Yes, I know how to ride a bike. Fine. So I'm sitting in the back, I'm riding, bitch, as it were. And she's going down the hill, and I remember the the handlebars start wiggling bad, right? And she's, I'm sure we're going maybe eight miles an hour, but in my mind, you know, we're flying down the hill. And then she's screaming back to me, I've never ridden a bike before. I'm thinking, they literally just asked you this, man, because everyone was taking it down the hill. Anyway, she loses control. She goes over the handlebars. I go over the handlebars, and I remember seeing her hit the street like a Superman position, like diving. I landed directly on top of her, and then we slid the rest of the way so down. So she took the brunt of the. She uh, took all the brunt. Then I lay on top of her. So basically, my body was just grinding her face and arms as we slide down the street. Nothing I could do. You know, it's not like my plan. But it was the first time I heard a blood curdling scream, right? She was in a lot of pain, but her parents came out. They took her ass to the hospital. Like she was yeah, like ground how old beef. Were you? I was like five or six, and she was maybe my age. Maybe she was seven. But I mean, we were all like little kids, man. And. Yeah, she went out hard, dude. I,
3: I, went, I was gonna say that. Th- yeah, that's the thing too. It's just like I know, I know.
5: It's like that's what she said. I know, right? It's they like, just asked her right. that, and there were older kids around. You know, it's like my brothers are. He's about eleven or twelve at the time. Most kids are about that age, so they say, "Go ahead," you know. And then she's screaming back to me, "I've never ridden the bike. Did like, you, why did you not say that when they asked you? Did you ever see her afterwards? I never saw her again, but she was not someone. I would have normally seen in my life. Like I said, she was just at this party because whoever threw it knew them too. And I, yeah, I never saw her again. Man, I hope she's okay now. I mean, and I'm talking just her face, man. Like it was bad, bad. You see it, uh, I would say in adult life, the
3: only time I really see people lying like that, like, yeah, I know what I'm doing, is with booze. And sometimes people don't (laughs) drink a lot or whatever, but they, it's like they get embarrassed or something. Like, no, 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 it's fine. And like, well, shotgunning beers is pretty simple to tell if somebody's never done it. Yeah. But even, like, with shots and stuff, like, I I have, you know, like, with weed, most people will go, I don't really smoke weed, so you go, like, okay, we got to be careful. But with booze, people just kind of, especially Christmas time, Christmas parties, you're like, no, 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 it's fine. Oh, it's the time and then you're, cares. like, limping them back to a cab, and it's like,
4: <laughs> and they're like, I don't really drink. Like, why did you lie? I don't care. You didn't have to drink with me. You don't have to do it. I want to someone who injured themselves doing blank.
1: 206-803-ROCK.
5: Hello, Juan. Welcome to the men's room. Hello, Juan. No, Juan. We'll put Juan back on hold. Hello, Steve. Welcome to the men's room.
7: Liquor and whores. Liquor and whores. Hey, how you doing? I, I called a couple weeks ago about almost drowning in the Nisqually River.
5: <laughs> All right. Uh, Sounds ooh, like anyways. your luck is continuing.
7: Yeah, right Uh Anyway, I was building the pole barn out in Rainier with a couple guys, and uh, I was the foreman, and uh, I always told them, uh, drive nails out of the boards. If you, you take off a, a board and it has nails, I always drive it back. Well, I'm up there framing away, and I see one of the guys hopping around, and he's got a, a block stuck to his foot. And I'm like, and he's hollering and yelling, and I'm like, hey, man, I told you, drive that now. And he's like, well, this kind of happened differently. Well, he had just bought these brand-new steel shank boots. And then after we got the, the block off his foot, he says he, he tried to drive the nail out by stomping on the, on the, on the Jesus block. Jesus,
5: God, but, are you kidding me?
7: No. Couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Anyway. At,
5: that's when all sympathy then, dries up. Like, Oh, you did this kind of on purpose. Okay, man.
7: Well, the steel, The, well, don't the, do the steel
4: doesn't protect you from the bottom. <laughs>
5: right.
7: It protects you know from that. the top. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. He didn't if, know that. All right. If yeah. you knew the guy, you would you would understand. It's like, that oh, kind of figures. That yeah, says, uh-huh. uh, I just I,
5: stepped on a nail a couple of weeks. Oh, no, it was the summer. We, uh, we had a bunch of pallets that were breaking down, the wife and I, right? And we're tossing the wood off to the side. I knew there were nails in there, but like anything, I'm an adult. I don't need to be that careful. Keep in mind, I'm wearing flip flops, so I walked over toward my wife, and I'm just a long thin nail, and went right through the flip flop directly into my foot. My wife just mm-hmm. looks at me, and I go, <sighs> "Just give me a second, pull it out slowly." It hurt like a bitch, but I'm just like, "It's my own fault, man." Right? It's oh, absolutely look, man, my own I remember fault. My,
4: kid, my kids would want, yeah, "Dad, give me some money." Seven Eleven It's literally like uh, three blocks from my house. Yeah, Could we get some money to go down and go to the Seven Eleven. Like, yeah, man, here's some money. You guys, give me, uh, give me a brew beer, whatever. And I. I, I, I I'd be outside on the deck smoking. They're walking up the street. And they're not wearing shoes. And this is Fremont. And Fremont. And I'm just like, guys, Mm. guys, (sighs) guys. Like, this is not. First of all, you're bringing the dirty-ass feet of yours into my house. And second of all, you don't know how much broken glass. there's. Used condoms. Dry peat. You You can't.
5: Yes, this is not. It's not even the sharp objects you need to worry about most. Like, what's this
4: thing stuck to my foot? That's a used condom. That's a needle. Right. I once knew someone who injured themselves doing blind two oh six eight oh three Rod, Hello, Zach. Welcome to the men's room.
1: Good afternoon, gentlemen. Oh yeah. So I got a question for you come quick, just uh uh have you guys ever noticed that a lot of people say so to start their stories? I uh, love that. That's mm-hmm. a lot of people's launch.
5: Yeah, to. a lot of people do that in general.
1: Yeah, Okay, alright. Um, Just want to make story. sure you weren't
5: alone to noticing that. Right? So, are you gonna tell your story?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will. Yes, my story is is out on a camping trip with some buddies where you know people usually end up getting hurt. Um, we were camping uh, out by Olympic National Forest, and we somewhere where there was a big, huge backstop. So we also were camping with guns. So we're over there shooting at uh, this backstop, which is a big hill. We'd shot at this bridge a couple times that someone had dumped there. And the door fell off. So I was like, oh, screw it. I'm going to ride that door down this backstop of this hill. So Already a fantastic idea. Oh, we're out camping, you know. There's there's other things involved, too. So things that need your judgment. And uh, I go down the hill successfully on the back of the door. And then my buddy decides that he wants to go down, too. And he goes on the front of the door, which we had shot at. And despite all of our yelling at him to do otherwise, he decided to go to the tallest and steepest portion of that hill. Down he goes. He made it probably about a third of the way down before he went off the front of the bridge. But on his way out, he caught one of the bullet holes with his forearm and cut like a eight-inch gash. Yeah, And we were, we were deep out there, like over an hour away from the nearest hospital. I was say, like,
5: does it end the camping trip and you take him to the hospital, or is it, hey, deal with it?
1: Well, I mean, in that day for some people, there was like 15 of us. So a couple ah. of people went with him and took him to the hospital. Um, but ends up, they didn't show up for like nine hours later. Because they had to go from that hospital, who couldn't treat him, to another hospital that was another two-hour drive away.
5: Why couldn't they treat him? I mean, I understand he's injured, but it it doesn't sound like something that a typical hospital could not treat.
1: It wasn't a typical hospital. It was like one of those backcountry hospitals where they probably got like one doctor and a nurse at the front desk at a time.
5: So like a glorified first aid kid, essentially.
1: Pretty much. So he... I didn't go, though, so I didn't see it all. But he came back, and he had a wicked set of stitches on his forearm. Yeah. Probably still have the fat scar there.
5: I'm sure he does, man. Yeah. My brother used to have a scar on his knee for years. And uh, I was too young to remember this, but it's all, I guess he dropped a lawnmower blade on his leg just above his knee. It can only be like five or five and a half, but the thing, the tourniquet they used was one of my diapers. So I always told him, I
4: saved your life from childhood. I once I knew someone who injured themselves doing blank. 206-803-ROCK. Hello, David. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, how's
7: it going? Hola. Hola. So,
6: yeah, when I was a kid, I was on a riding lawnmower getting paid to do my neighbor's yard. All right. Just so happened to get stuck, so I stepped off of it and didn't realize where my foot was and kind of slid underneath the lawnmower. Oh. Yeah, so... I was kind of like, my foot went immediately numb, so I ran home. What made it worse was my sister's like, oh, my God, I can see his bone in his foot. Yeah, sometimes like, shh, shh, shh,
5: shh. Did oh, it make yeah. your foot start hurting worse once you pointed that out? Yes. Yeah, it's
4: funny how that works. And how, oh, old, yeah. how old were you when this happened? Probably 12. I should say. like, It's amazing when you go back in time, the kind of things that, you know, Somebody that age was responsible for when it comes to that type of machinery. That right. was, that was uh, We had a snowblower, man. We'd basically, if you accidentally put your hand in it mm-hmm. or anything like that, it, it was essentially just this rotating, you know. But I also think that's good for kids because, you know, we're growing,
5: they'd put you in dangerous situations, but parents are real succinct. Hey, if you touch that, you will die. Mm-hmm. Like, that's basically all okay. my father ever
4: told me. And I'm like, I won't touch that. Here's how to mix gasoline and, uh, you know, motor oil. Yeah. Uh,
7: yeah. Okay. Yeah. If right. you do this
5: wrong, yeah. <laughs> you die. It so might well, blow up. So. Okay.
4: It's a two-stroke.
5: So what was the uh, lasting damage to you? If you you got down to the point, you could see bone.
6: Oh, just basic little nerve damage. But when we were at the hospital, they used, I guess it was some form of liquid cocaine on my foot.
4: Cool. Interesting. So like a like a local made out of coke.
6: Yeah, yeah. Huh. And
4: my dad's like, hey, he might need a prescription of that. <laughs> 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 right. Yeah, but my, my aunt, uh, she's, a, she's a dentist, and she when she started her uh, dentistry as a resident, cocaine was very common in West Virginia to pack up your nose and pack in your gums. That's what
5: my dad, when he was a kid, he said it, it was straight up that, cocaine to numb your mouth.
4: That was the local. So, yeah. you know, she would take a glove, she would dip it into the, she's like, we had cocaine. And this is also, the, this was also the 80s. So it wasn't uncommon recreationally, and it wasn't, it had not been. Wait, this was the 1980s? Had not been cast out at this time. My dad was talking about the 1940s. You're telling me in the 1980s they were still using cocaine? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, my aunt wasn't born until nineteen fifty. How did they legally get that, right? 53,
5: because she just turned 70. Because there's no, like, medical cocaine.
4: I mean, you could oh, yes, it. no, there is. I mean, back in the day, there was. Yeah, absolutely. But, you mean, saying they, they would the pack your nose even. with it? They would pack your mouth with okay. it?
5: Okay, that surprises me. 80s figured. does seem a little racist. Right, Because so, my dad talks about it, but like the 40s. I go, all right, well, different times. I would have never thought Miami Vice is on TV. Like, oh, yeah, we got mm-hmm. blow. Yeah. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? That's why people can't feel the teeth. They go, does she ever admit to doing cocaine?
4: Oh, she doesn't have to. You can t- you just oh, know. All right, just saying. I mean, my God. I mean, her, her, her husband still, they've been together for all that time. I mean, Bob, Uncle Bob has hair. He had hair down the middle of his back. He drove an MG convertible. He had this big-ass stash. I've seen the pictures of him. Big lapel collars, man. and you, They just look. They did a lot of cocaine. She, she's got, like, round <laughs> rose glasses on. They look like they just came back from Woodstock. Right. right?
2: Essentially. I once uh, knew someone who injured themselves doing blind 206-803-ROCK. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.